This is episode 68, Capitalizing on Your Strengths. And we're back with another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the realistic SLP. Greetings. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. It's very, very cold in New York. And it is. Making me realize how fast time is going. Yes. You know, and what we have decided to do is instead of have like a cold type of like hot cocoa or like a, a red wine, mm-hmm. we were like, let's bring out summer. So we're right. drinking rosé. We're you know? keeping it summer we're here. We're keeping it summer, which I don't know how we're really doing that with the three heaters in this <laughs> We room. have three heaters in rosé. It yes. feels like June. <laughs> and cucumbers, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But anyway, we are drinking a fancy wine. It says Finca Wolfair Rosé Wine, a 2018 which I think would probably a good year for the rosé grapes. You keep chewing that. I will got I will got this, Deb. Thank you. Yeah, and it's from Mendoza, Argentina, hmm. imported by Wolfer Estate, which if bringing it back now, this is a throwback when Bring it back now, y'all. I'm bringing it back. So, at the this time. Yeah. <laughs> <Dern>. <laughs> right foot, foot let's stomp. Was it Left foot, let stomp. Wait, what is that? It's right foot, left stomp? No, right foot, let stomp. Okay. Like, I, let us all stomp. Yeah. You know, I did, like, the whole, like, uh, mm-hmm. phonology thing. I'm yeah. hearing one thing, producing something else. But in my head, I'm like, it can't be right foot, left stomp. That no. doesn't make sense. No, unless you want to cross your legs. <laughs> right. But then that's crisscross. Right, that's the crisscross. Crisscross. <laughs> Cha-cha real smooth. Are you going to play that at your wedding? <laughs> Turn it out. No, I don't think so. Okay. I do uh, love the Cotton Eye Joe, though. Cotton Eye Joe, all right. Yeah. The bride wants what the bride gets. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so bringing it back to episode three, when we had Lisa and Sarah from SLP Toolkit, we did have a Wolfair Estate wine I believe it was a rosé. It was the summer in the bottle uh-huh. because I brought that wine right. because I went to a bachelorette party uh, there. Another a- reoccurring theme of oh. SLP's wine and cheese. Maria attending bachelorette parties. Yes, I know. That's a good point. I've only been to one ever. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Who's? My friend Maggie's. Oh, oh, right. Yes. It was in Atlantic City. Oh, that's fun. I, I hate Atlantic City. Why? It's awful there. I've never had a good time once. Oh, I kind of feel bad for them because after the hurricane and they always like promote it. And I'm like, they're like, do AC. And I'm like, all right, I no. should just go to AC. I will not. And I will no will longer not. do AC. And I, I am too, I am at an age where it's like, no, I'm not interested in your party. I will yeah. not go. If it were somewhere else, I would attend. But there's other things to do there. Well, a like gamble, obviously. Yeah, you but, know. you know, there's casinos all over. True, true. So, and even on the computer. Like, yeah. You know, you know if Never. you had an addiction, you can, yeah. you can feed that <laughs> anywhere. Anywhere, on an app, <laughs> on a computer. Yeah. The guy down the block? Just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's back to the wine. Back to the wine. You're silly. Silly talking. Get now. on task. I'm on task now. <laughs> so the Wolfer Estate Vineyard is on Long Island, which I went, yay, mm-hmm. and has a deep connection with Argentina. Notably, this equestrian heritage and vigorous vines. Interesting. This fresh, crisp rosé marries the Hamptons Esprit. Esprit, an elegant style of our rosé from Long Island. 
with the lush fruit from our vine vineyards in Mendoza. It's an Argentine rosé like no other. So it's combined the uh, the finesse, in my own words now, mm-hmm. of the Wolfare Estate because it's very fancy there. It's very nice. And they even have like yoga on the lawn once a week or something. Oh. Yeah, very nice. And then they have the Argentinian vines, which are maybe have more power to them. <laughs> so I'm going to test this wine while Deb coughs. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. not on the wine. I'm all right. It's okay. Everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I tasted it. This Ooh. wine is the best rosé I've had in a bit, I wow. think. It's very smooth. Very smooth. It's Yeah, it's not like mm-hmm. tart. It's not no. sweet. It's just smooth, it's, and I like it. I agree. This is, this is once again... Gifted by your sister or you right. stole it from her. I took it. it she yeah. bought it and left it at my mom's. And then when she, when I, we were leaving, I left with it. And then they were like, oh, that's your sister's. And I was like, oh, it's mine now. Nice. And then everyone, they did not fight me on it. Right. I don't have mm-hmm. a sister, but I would assume that's what it's like with a sister. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, it's like, mine now. I'm holding it. Get drinking it. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. But I won't drink too much of it. So Well, you can. All right. Cheers. cheers. Let's get a cheers for your sister. Forget cheers this for one. Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amanda's a nurse. She should come on the show. Maybe she could talk about like pediatrics and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Not fun stuff, but stuff that she sees in the NICU or in the delivery room. Does she know she anything She does about the NICU and she does um, pediatrics. She doesn't do labor, labor and delivery. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, she's got some good stories, some horror stories. All right. If it's you're hard. interested in hearing from a pediatric nurse, write yeah. us in. She doesn't always have the nicest things to say about speech pathologists. Ooh, <laughs> I would like to have her on yeah. then. She's always like, you're annoying. Why are you here? That's what she says. <laughs> to me. But oh, like, okay. Yeah, but like about them. Like gotcha. that's what she wishes she said to them. Oh, it's like. But instead she's like, okay, sounds good. I could see her saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and like thinking that. what you just said. Mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah. So anyway, we vote s- drink it, obviously. I totally and vote drink it. we have a nice it. mozzarella cheese mm-hmm. with these really nice crackers. Thank you, Deb. You, yeah. always, you always have good they carbs. They were um, two for one at CVS. You got to go for the yeah. deal. And but I, uh, I haven't really been eating carbs. I can't wait Ooh. to see how skinny I get. You're going to get really skinny. Yeah. Girl. Good I just want my you. face to lose like 20 pounds. What? That's it. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying now. I got like 20 pounds of extra cheeks. Extra cheeks. I don't, you don't even have big cheeks. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so are you planning on losing weight for a special occasion called Asha? Oh, I thought you were going to be like, are you shredding for the wedding? <laughs> um, I could get you a shirt that says that, though. No, thank you. Okay. That's okay. Just um, But I mean, you know, I love shirts. True. But that's fine. Um we do love shirts. And um, I don't know. I just feel like carbs go to the face. And I just, yeah, I just wanted to chill out on the carbs. What is this thing? That's a humidifier. Oh, okay, because it went like really on. Yeah, me. I don't know why it did it's that. Okay. Just, just fiercely. Well, okay. There's also some so stress away sen- uh, essential I oils s- in I there. I smelled it. I like yeah. it. I'll take so that. I'm excited for Asha. Yes, I me will too. likely be the same weight when I get there. Um, <laughs> yes. Unless, you know, something happens. Who knows? I don't know. I stomach don't know. virus? I don't want to wish that on you, though. Yeah. Some people want Mono? stomach viruses. No. You know, when the kids Those are, are the worst. Yeah. I've never had one, but I don't really want to Oh, know. my God. Never? You, no, maybe not. Yeah. Goodness gracious. It's awful. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, super excited about Asha. One, I'm excited that it's going to be hot. 
Um, and here it's Orlando. cold, so it's just it's just getting cold here now, yes. and it's going to get warm in the nick of time once we get to Orlando. Yes. Um, and then so Maria and I are booth eight ninety six. You can come hang out with us. We're going to try to conduct interviews. We don't know how that's going to go. It didn't go well last time with the audio, but we'll try again. We'll try um, again, even if people want to come and just meet us. Like, you know, even if you don't want to be on the interview. Yeah, or but I checked our description. We never updated it from last year. So in the magazine, it says that we will. Oh, really? Do interviews. There's a magazine? There's like a, there's a, like a pamphlet oh, or like do- a interviews count as talking to people and be like hey where are you from what do you do that's an Mm -hmm. interview so we're still relevant yes yeah but so if you want to like come by we'll figure it out we will have t-shirts for sale Mm -hmm. two different styles yep they're business casual Mm -hmm. and you have probably seen them before advert well not advertised uh mentioned polled yes that's a good word polled on the instagram polled on instagram and uh, we really listened to people's votes, and we also wanted them to be shirts that you can wear not just to work, but also like out with your friends, yeah. drinking wine. Like, you know, we want to reinforce that SLPs can have fun. Yeah. You know? and so these shirts embody that. And if you saw me last year, I had a sequence jacket, which was a hit. Just wait till you see that. me this year. Oh. See, I'm going to be more on the casual side because I don't know how I feel about skirts and bending. And I just said nothing about a skirt. You just oh, revealed my outfit. I'm so sorry. But I didn't say what kind of skirt. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're not going to edit that out. So yeah, let's just no. keep going. I'm going. I'm going <laughs> right. to be. So I'm going to be looking like I was a SLP in the club. <laughs> <laughs> You're providing services in the yeah. nightclub. Okay. You know, well, sometimes, you know, become... People become progressively disabled because uh, they intoxicate themselves. Right. They might struggle to order. R- right. They may order too much. Too much. Yeah. They will have probably mm-hmm. anterior spillage yeah. or some Lots sort. Lots of things could occur yeah. in the club. You, uh, Hold on. I have to remove this dog. Club. He's it's getting okay. ejected uh, from the club. Okay. <laughs> Out of the club, Oliver. <laughs> anyway, so we're also going to have a, wa- a raffle with wine. Hopefully we don't get in trouble for that. So we're going to have that. So stay tuned. So come visit our booth to insert your name in our raffle bin. And Deb, I'll just say this for her because she's left. She'll be back later without her dogs. She has created Deb's coloring book, right? Color in Speech. Yes, my Color in Speech book eight. I only got one book printed this year i don't know if i'll regret that or not but it's not too late who knows if i'll get more maybe you'll get more you never Um, know but yeah so i have 30 of those printed but they accidentally printed 30 incorrectly and i'm hoping they just give me those for free you should get those for free right i was like don't throw out my art so i might have 30 books i might have 60 books because the error was not that bad it was just pages were switched Oh, okay. So they were like out of order. But you, you should pretend that like that really, really bothers you so you can get them for free. Right. Just well, saying. they already were like, it's not your fault. It's our fault. So but I know that. I was like, but don't <laughs> throw my stuff out. You should say like, I created this artwork on my own and this I, is very important. Yeah. And this is not. Oh, I wrote it in the email. Oh, you did? I was like, and this is my name and my art. And it's for educational purposes. So right. you're just like throwing away a book. Right. Yeah. I don't know? think that Which they will do then. that. So Good. I am I, I am on it. So Good. hopefully I have 60 books to sell at nice. Asha. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Good. And um, yeah, so we're going to, you talked about the raffle. Sorry, I, I did. missed I it. I talked about the raffle. Yeah. And we're then we're going to hang out later 
on Friday. Yes. We said uh, originally it was going to be the Thursday night, but we're changing it. Changing it to Friday. Yeah, we're going to hang out Friday, November. What is that? The 22nd then? The 22nd? I think it is. So it's the Friday. The Friday of Asha. You know which way it is. Wednesday night we have the SLP Eve. I'm going to that. Then Thursday night there's like a live podcast event that I forgot about. And now Friday night is when we're going to... Um, do some happy hour. Yeah. We will definitely be happy at that hour. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll be done with Asha stuff and we'll be like right. partying in the club, even though it won't be like a club club. It'll be like, it'll be a, like a bar, a bar, a laid yeah. back bar. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to scare people or scare right. ourselves. You yes. know, we might go out <sighs> Thursday evening, but that's Whoa. not going to be like our happy hour. Like okay. our special one for SLPs, I'm wine down. and cheese. Yeah. I'm down. I am willing to enjoy this trip. Yeah. You know? Hopefully not as much as I did enjoy it last year. Why? We had fun. I did. I threw up in a sink. You did? Was I there? <laughs> no. <laughs> was that when we got home from the comedy club? I don't remember what night it was. Right. I don't know. Anyway. But it was a lot. So today, <laughs> what do we want to talk about? We don't want to talk about Deb's intoxication. Uh, well, we want to <laughs> ca- talk about capitalizing on your strengths. And what I'm really good at is puking. <laughs> I just, when it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in in the sense of uh, speech pathology, yes, uh, I tend not to vomit. Good. Yeah. Good, good. But yeah, capitalizing on your strengths. So right. not only your strengths, but the strengths of your clients. Yes, absolutely. And um, I just feel like, so there are... There are things that we are all good at and things that we all struggle with. And right. sometimes when you get a new client, you think to yourself, okay, well, so-and-so is not, like, speaking in complete sentences, yeah. and they are not an- able to answer abstract WH questions. They can't sit. Yep, they Anything, can't do all really. these things. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, so I better start doing speech therapy that targets these um, areas of need. But that's often ignoring their areas of strength. And I like to first be like, what can they do? Oh, this kid's really good at repeating. And when they're good at repeating, it's just like, ah. That's true. That's a good point. It's just yeah. so good. Yeah. So, I'm going to have some cheese while you say that. Yeah. yeah. So You're on a roll. And I'm I like, will just capitalize yes. on the fact that they are able to repeat. So, like, mm. let's say they're really struggling with producing syntactically correct sentences. But they're good at repeating. So I will then, you know, brilliance, mm-hmm. rocket science me, not really, but like just model the accurate production and instruct them to repeat. And um, uh, I think that you posted something recently that it's more so about reading, but this is about speech therapy too. It's that it's not about what the child is reading or producing. It's more about the frequency at which they produce it or they read it. That's why I have kids read poems over and over again. That's why I like keep the same like couple, same 20 pictured actions. I don't really deviate. There's not really so many actions anyway. There but, are so many actions. But um, yeah, so I... Try to find what they're really good at, and then that's where I start speech therapy, and I integrate their needs after that. Um, But, yeah, I don't like to, like, rush to the deficits. I hear you. I like to embrace those strengths. What can we do? And build a relationship making that kid feel capable. Yeah, that's great advice. Thanks. I like that. I think I do the same, or I try to do the same. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of hard sometimes to, like, think like in terms of like their strength because like from like 
the beginning of like grad school and even undergrad, we're always taught to like, what's wrong with them? You know, right. so we're like it's pathology. Right. Yes. What's the problem? Right. So we're <laughs> we're geared in that sense to like look for the problem and then fix the problem. And how are we going to fix the problem? And what goals are we going to make to fix yeah. the problem? So like a lot of the times, like we are we are trained that way, you know, but but. A lot the you know research shows you know I'm gonna throw my research line yeah which I don't have exact research but it's got it's definitely out there that incorporating a client's strength and this goes for adults as well is going to help you but I also look at it as like what are there also if it's hard to look at per se their strengths let's say it's like really young child and you're like I don't know what are their strengths you know we're working on sitting we're working on attending maybe just start with their interests because in a way their right. interest is somewhat like a strength yes. like they're motivated by that right because so it's you, attention then at that point so right. it's like yeah for sure yeah I'm thinking even like like the younger kids or like even like um if you're thinking of like a patient with like aphasia like let's think like I don't know. Do they really love Christmas music or something? You know, like. Oh, sign me up for that yes. speech therapy session. Yes. I am there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you had to see my session the other day. We were like doing some stretches with one of to my Jacob adults. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we were because she gets very excited. Her face lights up. So we were doing some stretch. It was um, last Christmas I gave you. Mm-hmm. Yes. That one's all right. We hung- all right. But whatever. She picked yeah. that one. We yeah. listened to it. <laughs> we were working on crossing midline using our uh, right side because she has the right side neglect. So uh-huh. Oh, we so you're were- just crossing over midline. Yes. Nice. Giving me some mm-hmm. high five. I like it. I'm doing it with my head yeah, right see, now. It's fun. Last Christmas. And she had a smile on her face the whole heart. time. So, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what we did. Bringing joy. Bringing joy. I love it. <laughs> what is the line? Do the. Oh, uh, the breast. Bet the breast. Breast, right. <laughs> the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Gotcha. Yeah. That's I had to it. think about that one. Throwback. Mm-hmm. We talked about that on our Christmas but in episode. The elf. In the elf. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So before, but okay, so you want to look at your client's strength and then you want to um, look at your own strengths, right? And then yeah. And try to look at that. So then also, like, let's say we're going to look at our own deficits and maybe that highlights our strengths. Yes. Like, I am, I'm a very good writer, I think, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm good at paperwork. And it's not my writing that is gotcha. a problem when it comes to my paperwork. I think it's like, I just hold it to such a high like anxiety thing like where I'm like I I just want it to be great and I don't feel like I'm ready to write it yet if that makes sense so in a way you're procrastinating I'm putting it off because I lack faith in my ability to like focus enough to make it great or good enough I just I don't worry about it being great I worry about it being good enough um which like so I put it off and then I wait till last minute but then I also, a strength of mine is to work under pressure and get it done really fast. And then I can think clearly because I'm not psyching myself out. Wow. So that's how like a deficit and a strength of mine just kind of like collide. Interesting. I see what you did there. Yeah. I don't know if my strengths and my deficits are that interconnected, if you will. But I wanted it before, you know, taking your little tip there i just wanted to share because i don't really know what my strength and my deficit is i'm gonna think about that in a Mm -hmm. second but i saw this success.com was asking yourself like three questions to ask yourself about your strength so what was the hardest time of your life what tools did you use to get through that 
So like, uh, let's say thinking of like a death of a loved one or like some like really big setback or even a romantic breakup or something like that. Identify the emotional tools, social habits or intellectual assets you tapped into. Are so, in music. There we go. So I was thinking of like family, like hanging out with family and friends, like definitely. Oh, I avoid me. them in those. Oh, okay. <laughs> like See, I, I don't even want to talk to you. I hear you. Yeah. So look. But then I become we're reacquainted with my guitar. Uh huh. Good for you. Yeah. What were your greatest successes? Right. They might be easily identified accomplishments, such as learning a degree. And what did you do that others around you did not? You know. So what did you do that was different from your previous behavior? I think believing in yourself is very important. Yes. Yes. So I that, agree. So you have, and then what gives you the most joy? So I guess art and music. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess dancing and comedy and stuff. Comedy. You like comedy. Mm-hmm. So these are just some questions to ask yourself. Right. About, like I uh, might not have my paperwork in on time all the time, but I ooh. can be present and entertaining. And true. I think that's more important. Yeah. And if but also you that. have to have integrity. Like I can't just be this jerk that like never does paperwork or people are constantly frustrated with because things are, I still get it all done on time. I just, the only person who suffers is me. Oh, but no. I think that's my process. You think that's your process? I think that's okay. my process. Okay. Is that, yeah. is that a little too much though? Yeah. Like do you want to, put... do you want to give me an award for the, d- uh, for the procrastination? I'm a productive procrastinator. I would definitely make that um, award for you. Eric Raj has created a website, www.slpawards.us. So you could check out his website and there's really cute ribbons and like the nerdiest SLP or the most fantastic SLP. Yeah, the awesomest. Yeah, awesomest Mm -hmm. SLP. I don't know if... The most productive procrastinating SLP is on there yet, but, but we will write an email. It really should be, though. Yeah. We will t- reach out to him. So luckily, our listeners get free shipping with the code, all caps, wine and cheese. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat that. Wine and cheese. All, all caps. caps. Yes. Enter that checkout. Yeah. And brighten up someone's day. This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by SLP Toolkit. Hey everyone, this is Deb. I'm here with Sarah and Lisa of SLP Toolkit breaking down 10 reasons why you need toolkit in your SLP life. Here we are with reason number four. When it's report writing time, you're going to have a clear picture of all of your students' strengths and needs. I know that there are several things that were pointed out to me on a toolkit that I didn't even realize my students needed to work on until I used all of the features. Well, I don't know how anybody <laughs> could ever possibly know this. It is We work with such a wide range of needs that there is no way that you know every single thing that you should be considering and targeting off the top of your head. Well, and for those concrete skills, like I think articulation, it's real easy to scaffold and you're thinking like, oh, I need, they they need to go here. This was too hard. I need to scale back. But language is its own animal and it's really tricky. Um, Whether it's a new kid that you just have no idea where they're at on any level. But even like for my kids that were in annual review the year after their initial placement, I was like, I don't know, their language, like what I would struggle with kind of honing in on those specific skills that would support them 
in accessing their curriculum. So the present level assessments are really awesome for helping with that. Yeah. So sign up for free at slptoolkit.com. And when you're ready to subscribe, use the coupon code wine and cheese, all lowercase, to get $24 off your annual fee or your first month free. All right, Maria, you've had some time to think. What are your strengths? I did t- have some time to think, and I thought very hard about this. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I picked three. My three strengths are: I like movement. I think I'm a tactile kinesthetic learner. Mm-hmm. That's why I've been incorporating a little bit of some yoga moves in my speech session, some deep breathing, mm-hmm. and also when I'm teaching my action words, I've been having the kids like act them out themselves right. but also on like dolls or like stuffed animals like today we had a birthday party mm-hmm. for a dinosaur you know oh. we had the dinosaur blow the how old was out. he you know we didn't you know i forgot about that oh. but it was because we were really just focusing on attending in that moment right yeah, so yeah. we weren't too concerned but you know got the singing got mm-hmm. the song going got some interaction got the appropriate thing of blowing out the candle and then feeding him the cake uh-huh. So we got the little routine of a birthday party. So, you know, we did that. But I will think about how old he is. Okay. Good one. He could be very old. He could be very old. That could add a whole new dimension that to could, that. Yes. He's prehistoric. He is, is 3,000 years old. old. Everyone will be like, whoa. Whoa, that's an ancient person. <laughs> oh. You thought I was old. Yeah. My bro, my dinosaur here, I'm only friend. 31. Yeah. Made myself look young and feel young next to this Dinosaur. dinosaur. Exactly. Yeah. I then you could start calling other things dinosaurs. <laughs> It'll be a whole not thing. Me, not me. No. But uh, I also think that I like to go with the flow. A lot of the teachers I work with and other professionals will say like, oh, you go with the flow, you know? So like, I'm not that picky about what we do. We can make whatever you want. Right. You yeah. You want to make a turkey and you want to use those exact colors. Let's do it. Yeah. As long as we're working on the goals and we're using our core words or whatever I'm there to do. Yeah. I don't care what we do. right yeah i don't get wrapped up in that i don't know why so many people do i don't know either but i just don't have like the patience so i'm like i am here to work on the communication i'm never that committed to whatever plan that i had that i can't just do it next time some people they like it it gives them a sense of like excitement i get it but i'm not like that so i like the other people to take that charge and then i add the flow of the communication in there right yeah there we go that's what i do and then my last thing is my assessments i've done a lot of assessments i've worked in like private practice but also in the school and you really get good at assessing i think and i have only a certain amount of time sometimes to conduct a formal assessment a lot of them i've had like memorized you know the big brown dog ate all of the cat's food you know like i got it it. (laughs) right so i think i'm like pretty good at my assessments and finding and scoring and all that i remember when i first started doing the goldman fristo i was like but i don't know what i heard Okay. Well, I when you you know you've when you've, I was just you're expecting it's starting. gonna be feather instead of feather, you know. You're right now Zippo I know those of patterns. Yes. Yeah, but when I first started, I was like, I, did he say it? I don't know. And then I'm supposed to write what he said because like you do have the option of just putting an X or whatever. But then anybody who teaches you is like, really, you should put what they substituted that sound for. And then I'd be like, I just know it was wrong. I think I got really good, not really good, mm-hmm. but I think I. This is one of my strengths because when I first started doing assessments, I was audio recording all of them. Uh-huh. And now I've kind of learned like, oh, it's going to be Zippo. I got it. Yep. He said Zippo. It's going to be fed. Duh. It's going to take a bat instead of a bath. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So I got that test. Like, right. I got it. 
Right. Yeah, that comes with experience. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I know and expect that now. But when, when I first started, I did not know what I was hearing. Audio record. Yeah. Yep. That's my tip. So oh, that's my tip. Audio that's your record. tip to audio record? Yes. I think that's been your tip before. Well, you know what? My other tip then is to uh, definitely audio record in case right. you forget. Good. I don't really know what else to tell you. That's all the tips I have. Make sure you're audio recording. How about that tip? And uh, stay tuned because we have an interview that Deborah conducted yes, with Beth. I don't Beth know what's from Beth? Speech and Language Illustrated. That's right. Um, yeah. So, and we talk all about capitalizing on your strengths. So, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Today we are going to speak with Beth, a speech language therapist from New Zealand. Welcome, Beth. Hi. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where did you go to school? And how did you decide to become an SLP? Um, so I'm from New Zealand and I came from a small town called New Plymouth. Um, so I had to leave my hometown to study. Um, so I studied in Auckland, which is one of the, probably the biggest um, city in New Zealand. Um, and I decided to become a speech therapist, um, sort of the little voice in the back of my head telling me what I wanted to do. Um, my sister has cerebral palsy, so I sort of got exposure to the role through the type of therapies that she was receiving. Um, and I mostly work with children, although I work with, um, I've just started working with a few adults only for um, fluency stuttering therapy. Um, but my background is with children and I'm just approaching my, um, I'm almost finished my third year of being a therapist. Great. So it's funny. So I would assume that your sister received a variety of services in addition. Yes. So, but speech is the one you landed on. So are you a bit of a talker or were you, is that just like a character trait of yours or? Or do you um, make the most progress with speech? Um, I think that, um, no, I'm probably one of the more introverted speech therapists. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really liked um, sort of sitting in on her sessions and seeing um, what they were doing. Um, and her speech language was always a big one for me because I think it was so strongly tied with her learning and performance at school. Um, my parents were also very, very focused on um, the walking aspect of things. Um, but I would say I was, I was more interested in the communication and learning side of her um, therapies. I had different priorities a little yeah, bit. I, yeah, I think, I think the, um, the speech side of things um, did lean itself. I did a little bit of um, sort of public speaking in high school. So they tied in with those kind of interests as well. Right. Got it. Okay. So what is your Instagram name and what type of content would viewers expect to see there? Um, so my Instagram name is Speech Language Illustrated. And I basically make materials mostly for children, but I think um, some older teens and, and possibly some adults might use. Um, the materials as well. Um, basically, I'll post 
maybe some therapy ideas and then sort of just images that I've created and, and um, products that I've created. And um, have you always enjoyed drawing? Yeah, I, I was definitely, it was definitely my sort of main interest from very young. I'd spend a lot of time even at kindergarten sort of sitting inside and drawing rather than going and playing outside or anything. So it's definitely been a, been a thing that's gone on for my whole life. So I was not really a big drawer. Like I liked to color. And if I drew a yeah. child, I always drew a house that was a square with a triangle and a door and a tree and then a flower. And that was my, my go-to picture. And even to this mm -hmm. day, I feel as though I get ideas to draw in terms of speech therapy. I'm like, oh, I want them to say kite, so I'm going to draw a kite. But I'm not drawing a kite because I like to draw kites or that, do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, but it's fun for me. I still like it, but I was, I mm -hmm. you told me as a child that I would end up drawing a lot. I would be surprised. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But so you mentioned that you even in kindergarten you remember drawing more than playing. Did you like school as a kid? Um, yeah, I think so. Not, not more or less than the average, I guess. Um, I definitely liked all the, the art side of things. I did not like maths. Um, okay. It was good, but maths, no thanks. So really, art was your strength and math maybe was not your strength. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that would be a fair so comment. Like you integrated art a bit into your other learning or if like social studies required you to, or history um, class required you to draw a picture, were you more interested in doing that type of activity? Yeah, I think so. And I think I also used it to help me retain content as well in terms of um, putting everything on a page or I did a lot of drawing um, during my degree in terms of sort of drawing the face with all the muscles on it or, you know, diagrams like that I felt really helped. That's great. So your strength in the arts really, it facilitated your learning in other areas? Yeah, I think, I think so, to some degree. Um, so then do you feel like you were encouraged to draw as a young person or did it ever get you in trouble? Um, I think I, I was encouraged to draw, um, I think, uh, I got a lot of positive feedback as a kid, I guess, with my parents, I don't know, maybe being a bit biased and going, wow, that's fantastic. Like, yeah. Um, I yeah, I don't think it's too trouble. much stuff I got in trouble. I would, yeah. I would be supposed, I was supposed to take notes and then I would just, I wouldn't even be drawing pictures relevant to what was being taught. I was just drawing <laughs> or something on my paper so that's kind of what I meant but that's great that you were um you know what I struggle with like I um I can't just sit down with no objective or no image and and just create a piece of work I always have to look at something or have an idea I can't just like paint a landscape or an abstract picture yeah I think it's, a, um, I usually have a, a plan of like a list of what images I need for what I'm making. Um, I do some 
little doodles and things sometimes, but they don't turn out as great, I don't think. Right, I agree. Same with me. So going into my next question, how do you use your artistic strengths in therapy? Um, well, I use my own materials often. Um, and I do use scrapbooks a lot for my clients, which will have either things glued in them or we will just draw a diagram to illustrate a concept or a sentence that um, we're working on um, with their sounds in it, things like that. And they will just be very, very basic sort of two second doodles, but um, it's nice to be able to have that flexibility in terms of just jotting something down or drawing something really quickly. I also um, do a lot of uh, quick visuals, um, I guess, for a schedule, schedule for a session or if the child needs it or um, something to do with their behavior and just jotting that down on paper is really helpful. So, sorry, I was chewing on a moment. I'll edit this out. Um, Great. So I feel the same way too. I feel as though because I'm comfortable with those second doodles. I don't erase because it looks bad. You know, I'm just like, this is my point. Everyone gets it. And if it doesn't look like anything, we could just talk about how, what are the characteristics that are missing or something along the lines of that. You know, you can like integrate it into whatever you're doing. But yeah, I don't rely too much on having all these materials around all the time because I know I can at least draw something that we can work with. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's helpful, especially if you're someone who travels yeah. for therapy. That's why I even started doing it because I didn't want to drag stuff to all different locations. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you something that was not on my list. It just popped into my head. Um, oh, so do you find that the kids enjoy watching you draw, like watching the picture that you're creating? Um, I think, uh, to be honest, I think they don't really care too much about that. They're more interested in what's happening after they've done the work with the drawing, like oh. a pepper toy or something. I feel like I'll start drawing stuff and kids will be like, what is that? What are you making? that mean face are they sad what is that toy like they're always and I'm like I'm not telling you and I sometimes I don't have to have a reward because they're just liking watching me draw something which is fun um, draw more attention to it next time yeah just be like like hide your paper so that like put your hands in front of it so that you don't be like don't look at my paper and um yeah. then I don't even have to have because I'm just playing with them. Um, so do you draw in staggering therapy? I know you just started at a place where you will work with children who have stutters, correct? Yeah, um, we don't, I would say stuttering therapy from my experience so far, you don't need nearly as many physical resources. Uh -huh. um, I use very few sort of items for therapy I'll use a toy or books or just chatting um, it's quite different in that way um, you certainly don't need a lot with you to um, to do the therapy do you draw a bumpy road and a smooth road 
I haven't yet. We have um, bits and pieces lying around like that. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I haven't needed to do anything in therapy yet. Um, so I was wondering, can you give an example of an activity in speech in a speech therapy session with an individual who stutters and then also provide the goal for that type of activity? I love hearing other people how they write their goals. Yeah. Um, it's, it depends on um, sort of what age you're working on. In New Zealand, we use the Lidcom program oh, a yeah. lot for schoolers. Mm -hmm. um, but I know in different parts of the world, they use different therapies. For anyone who um, doesn't, can you just describe that program in a little synopsis? So um, yeah, so the Lidcom program is, is like a behavioral type of therapy where the um, basically you're supporting the parent and the parent sets up a 15 minute interaction with the child per day. Um, and that interaction will um, make their speech smoother um, by the way it's structured. And the parent will also provide verbal contingencies um, on that smooth talking to reinforce it. So that's what it's basically in a nutshell. Um, and then there's also different types of tracking that we do, mostly um, severity ratings now. We don't do as much percent syllable stuttered. What's the difference between those two? Um, so severity rating is um, completely sort of subjective. So we have a scale from zero to nine um, and we rate the severity of the stuttering on average per day. Um, percent syllable stutters is basically what it's called. <laughs> it's the percentage of syllables stuttered in a sample. Um, at the place that I work, we don't use that anymore. They historically did use it. Um, but mostly, I think at the moment, it's used for research. Got it. So, what would a goal for the Lukambi program sound like? So I think um, it depends if you want to um, do a goal more around how the parents are doing um, or outcomes for the child. I tend to um, want to do goals around the parents and, and how they implement the program over the child's severity dropping because that's not something that we can really predict. They might drop this much or it might drop more. So I think a goal would be um, uh, so-and-so's parents will um, learn how to structure 15-minute interactions with the child, um, which achieve a severity rating of um, zero to one, which is the criteria for the interactions, mm -hmm. and provide appropriate um, verbal contingencies um, and uh, problem solve how they can implement this every day um, and that way you're writing a goal over that's that's what we're really looking to achieve in a session is teaching the parents how to um, do the therapy and then we need to see that the therapy is working by the dropping severity rating but the priority for me in the session is teaching the parents okay yeah so that's there's a lot of research behind the program, especially because of the parent involvement, and also it's the frequency and intensity of it, right? It's every day mm -hmm. an interaction. Yeah. Right? 
So, yeah, it's, it's quite a lot <laughs> for parents to do. So how, how does focusing on someone's strength impact speech therapy, whether it's like art or um, if they're, well, let me rephrase this. So if, let's go back to the stuttering. So how do, how does the SLP have to consider the client's strengths when working with them and their family for speech therapy? I think because it's so heavily based around um, conversation with the child, it has the sessions that the parents set up have to be around something that the child really enjoys and really likes. And sometimes it can be looking at pictures of dinosaurs. If the child is a huge dinosaur fan, sometimes it can be um, building cities and using imagination to describe what's happening. So you're using um, something where you're going to get that sort of level of engagement that you need for the session. Right, so if the child is good at it, or if they like it, then they're going to be able to get a better language sample from them. Yeah, I think so. And they're going to, the, uh, something that needs to happen in the living program is that the child has to have fun as well. Um, it's sort of one of the criteria, the activity has to be fun. So um, it's something. Is that subjective? <laughs> I guess, yeah. If the child is smiling and happy and giving up lots of comments, then it seems fun. Right. So is, does it have to be fun because it's trying to target also the intrinsic motivation? Yeah, I think. And also, um, it's it's quite an intensive and lengthy program. It's happening every day. You don't want it to be like a chore. You want it to be like a nice interaction so it's sustainable as well. Right. Okay. Um, you gave us such great insight. Um, I'm really wanting to focus now on everyone's strengths when I'm in a speech therapy session. It's just going to go way smoother if they're doing things they like and that they're good Absolutely. at Absolutely, um, yeah. So I like to end interviews with a quote. Do you have like an inspirational quote that like you read all the time or something you tell yourself all the time or just a a saying or a question or a piece of advice? Hmm. <laughs> That's a I tricky one to think of on the spot. I forgot to write that down. Hmm. <laughs> a quote. Um. I don't have any particular quote, but I think that um, my mantra for therapy is um, try your best always. Yeah, that's great. That's all you can do. Exactly. Okay, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I love sitting here and listening to your accent the whole time. That was so hard. <laughs> but uh, your drawings are great. Uh, can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Um, oh, my website is www.speechlanguageillustrator.co.nz for New Zealand. And then um, what type of uh, materials would they find there? Um, we have um, mostly language materials, probably. Um, lots of adjectives and verbs and pronouns and things. And I'm just working on a literacy pack for, um, and for 
children with complex communication needs, which oh. is taking a long time, but it is, it is coming. All right, well, I'm gonna look for that. Thank you so much, Beth. SLP's Wine and Cheese is on Patreon. Do you love our show and want more, more, and more? You're in luck. Check us out at Patreon, www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash SLP's Wine and Cheese. There you're going to see video interviews with our guests, bonus episodes, there'll be therapy materials posted, data trackers, and more. Patreon is a platform that allows creators to receive funding for the work that they create. And we would love your support, so please check us out. That's our show, everyone. Thanks for listening to SLP's Wine and Cheese. We have new episodes every week, so be sure to subscribe. Also, we'd appreciate it if you would like and review us on iTunes. If you love the show and want more bonus content, check us out at patreon.com slash SLP's Wine and Cheese. Good night. Good night.